host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today, we are diving into people who start in sales positions. No matter what kind of sales role you're in, specifically the jobs where it's 100% commission, you've got to start working, you've got to build a database, you've got to start making money, you've got to start establishing the skills, you have to develop the skills to be able to have a really good career. And what we tend to see happens is that people get into the industry like this, where it's 100% commission, they get in, they get out. Right? You see that a lot, Joe, where people are quit often? For sure, yeah. You see a lot of people even get in and invest a ton of time, a ton of effort, and then for what? Just waste their time and move on to something else. Yeah, and I, I find that what typically happens, like we're in the real estate space, so we see this a lot where realtors will come in, and typically they get excited. You get a real estate license. You go to school. You pass the test. You're a licensed realtor now. You get into production. The excitement level's at an all-time high. And so the first couple of weeks are exciting. You're learning new things. You're, you're learning how to work with buyers, how to work with sellers, different scripting, different presentations. You're practicing all this stuff. You're learning the CRM. You're learning all this stuff, and it's an exciting experience. Then a couple of months in, life starts to happen. Or reality, I shouldn't even say life, reality. Reality sets in. Wait a minute, this is harder than I thought. This doesn't, isn't like HGTV where we, can, you know, we have just all these clients happening and coming to us. So then all of a sudden, it, you know, you start to, your excitement level starts to deteriorate a little bit. And then instead of, you have two choices at that point. It's looking at, and what I'm doing is the activity levels that I'm doing right now, will that get me to hit my goal? Or do I need to increase or do I need to pull back? And that's that pivotal moment where there are people are a couple of months in where I feel like they make that decision of whether they're going to push forward or they're going to quit and go do something else. Or even worse, they're going to go get a part-time job. They kind of just pay the bills, and now all of a sudden they split their focus. So now they're putting less attention into the, the field that they're in, whether it's real estate or whatever field, and now they're working a part-time job, so they're putting even less effort in, and now they're going to get in that habit of maybe never even getting out of that. Or maybe that part-time job turns into a full-time job. Maybe it just, they quit the business altogether. So my philosophy for people is when you're at that moment, rather than retreating, that's where you have to really pick it up and start taking more action. And I think that's a big miss for a lot of people. They start off out of the gate doing the things to start having some success. And even some people start to experience some success. And then they start to pull back because maybe it's not happening fast enough for them. Would you agree with that? Do you think you see that happen? Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. They'll, like you said, they'll put in a ton of effort at the beginning. And then they expect it to happen You know, right now in a month, two months, three weeks sometimes. But the truth is you can't start a business. I mean if you think about sales – and compare it to a brick-and-mortar business, what brick-and-mortar business, you know, can you show up, you open the door, and all of a sudden a ton of customers come to the door and you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, several racks every day? It doesn't happen. And yeah. you can't expect the same thing to happen with a sales position where, okay, you open your door and then all of a sudden you're making tons of money. That's not how business works in general. Any business you start, whether it's real estate, you know, selling cars, insurance, whatever it might be, any business you make, you have to make a huge investment at the very beginning to build the foundation for your business. And then that's when you start to build that momentum. And that momentum is what gets you the success, the results, and the income. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And that's what most people lose sight of. They get in and they focus on short-term wins that maybe they're not having. And they lose sight of why they got into the industry to begin with. So they lose sight of what was my goal? What were my reasons? What Did I get into this just to make two grand in my first month or five grand or 10 grand in my first month? Or did I get into this to have a really good career? And I think so many people lose sight of that when they're early on and they're a couple of months in. 
especially too, what really blows my mind though is you'll see people that start having success and start having wins, and then all of a sudden they start to pull back the activity level. So they start to pull back what helped them get to that point, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, I had a win, you know, I made some money, and now I'm going to sit back and just think it's going to continue to happen. That doesn't happen either. This is a business. Someone asked us the other day. They said, "What's I want to know the key to having a successful business." The key to having a successful business, no matter what field you're in, you have to show up. You have to show up. You have to be consistent. You have to treat it like a real job. And you have to do the activities that you know work every single day. It's not okay to do it when you feel like it. It's easy to do that. It's easy to get up and get after it and have a productive day when you feel like it. It's the days when you don't feel like it that are super important that you need to show up. Even that's It's even more important when you don't feel like doing it. Because if you start having those days where they start to compound on each other, you start having those wins day after day after day, even though you might not win every day, you keep showing up, you keep doing the activities that you're supposed to be doing, you're going to start to have success. So a lot of people would say, well, what activities should I be doing? Great question. What I always tell people, too, is look around the environment that you're in. Do you see people there that are in your same role that are winning? So is there someone in your office right now that is winning and succeeding at a high level that's in the same role that you're in and if that's the case you need to go talk to that person you need to go model that person's behavior like give me an example joe on our team crushes it he's in his third year of real estate third fourth uh yeah fourth year of real estate <laughs> killing it crushing it crushed it he crushed it in year one he crushed it in year two he crushed it in year three he's crushing it in year four he shows up consistently every single day so for people in our office someone to model their behavior after would be joe what is Joe doing to continue to have a good business year after year after year after year? He shows up every day. He suits up. He shows up. He takes this serious. He treats it like a true profession. He treats it like a real job. And because of that, you're making real money. Or 100%. Six figures, right? And being able to have that money to invest in other things as well, which is a topic of a different, different day for a different discussion, but how to build wealth. But if, if I'm a new person in a field or an industry, I'm going to be looking at who in here is succeeding ahead of them. Now, here's the other thing. If no one's succeeding at a high level, well, that's when you know when you start looking for another job pretty quick, right? Because if there are people there that have been there for a long time that aren't making any money, and there's and it's just a full environment of a bunch of people that aren't making money, that's probably not the environment you want to be in if you have aspirations and goals to hit a high income. So if my goal when I'm brand new is to make $100,000, I want to go model somebody that's been doing making $100,000. And I want to model somebody that's been making that money, started making that money quickly, not somebody that's been there for 30 years. Because I think that's the other thing, too. When people are new to the industry, especially real estate, they model their success or their perceived success based on somebody that's maybe been doing it much longer than them. So like I did the same thing back in the day. I would look at other people that have been in the business for 30 years and be like, God, it looks so easy for them. Well, that's because I was building the foundation like you talked about in year one. They're on their 30th year. Of course it should be easy if you've been doing it for 30 years. And it should be way harder when you're in year one. And that's what we tell people too. When you start in a new role, especially in a 100% sales job, you're going to work the hardest. You're going to make the least amount of money because you're building the foundation of your business. And then every year, if you're doing it correctly, it should get a little easier, a little easier, a little easier. But don't compare your one month of effort to somebody's 30 years of effort. 100%. Because just like you said, you really you can put in half the effort or probably even less of you know into year four, year five than you did in year one, and you'll get 10 times the results just because you paid your dues and you built that foundation, poured the foundation, and did the hard work at the very beginning, absolutely still need to show up and work hard. 
but that's one thing people need to pay attention to when you're brand new in an organization. If you, you know, find someone to model and you start modeling them, you have to work harder or just as hard of them at least and put in more time because they can put in a lot less time than you and get 10 times the amount of results you can. So that's why you have to work even harder than those people that already have what you want to get. Absolutely. I agree with that. And you're absolutely right. Somebody that's been in, say, 30 years, just take the real estate industry, they may have sold a couple thousand houses. They have a couple thousand past clients in their database. Statistically, 10% of your database is moving every year. That person has hundreds of opportunities every year just because of the longevity and the success and the track record they've had. You're brand new. You don't have that. So you need to figure out how can I quickly get as many people in my database as possible that I can start connecting with and having conversations with so I can start pulling more deals out of that. So don't focus on, oh, so-and-so's been in for 30 years. It's so easy. Well, yeah, and their year one probably wasn't easy. And their year two probably wasn't easy. But to Joe's point, every year that you're doing this and and establishing those habits of showing up, of being consistent, of doing the things you're supposed to be doing, every year should get a little bit easier. To where five years in, you're not going to have to work near as hard as you were in year one because you're going to have so many repeat referral clients and such a big database that's just your lead receiving at that point, not having to do so much outbound lead generation. I think that's the other trap a lot of agents fall into too, is after they, you know, they get past that first hump, you can call it where, you know, where it gets very difficult and they make it through and then they start making the serious money or having successes. It's very easy to get comfortable. Absolutely. Because you don't have to work, like we said, you don't have to work as hard to, you know, get the results that you once really wanted. But if you want to continue to grow, what's your goal should always be to, you know, grow and get better because if you're not, then you're decaying or you're dying. Mm-hmm. So it, the, the goal is what can you do now to keep growing and expanding and not just start contracting and, you know, lose your business and just stay the same and be average like everybody else. That's right. I mean, the book, right, Good is the Enemy of Great. A lot of people will get to the point where they have a good business and they never keep pushing to have a great business. And so that's where it's the comfort. The comfort thing's the killer. You get a little comfortable. You have a little bit of money in your bank account. Okay, life isn't as bad as it was last year. You know, last year I was struggling with bills. This year I've got money in my account. Things are getting better. I've got a car. I don't have to worry about it. And now all of a sudden you get a little lazy. So that's what, for me too, it's, it's way easier, I think, because I've been broke. It's way easier to be motivated when you're broke than when you have a lot of money. It's just way easier because you have no other option when you're broke. You have, you have to show up. You have to keep showing up. And the only thing you want, like for me back in the day, the only thing I was focused on was how am I going to get out of debt? When you start having money and you don't really need to show up anymore, then what keeps you motivated? And that's where you have to start setting bigger targets for yourself. What do you want out of life? Because it's really not about money. It's, it's I'm working to my potential. So I'm constantly setting bigger goals for myself. What do I want to achieve now? What's next? What now what do I want to do? I hit an income target. What's next? I hit a savings target. What's next? I hit different metrics. What do I need to do next? So always be setting bigger targets for yourself too. Or here's the other thing. Maybe that's not important to you and that's fine, but knowing what's important to you, and I feel that in the sales role especially, you have an unlimited potential to make as much money as you want, not because money is everything, but also we live on an economic planet and need a certain amount of money to survive. And also you can do a lot of good with more money that you have. Absolutely. It creates a lot of opportunities. It takes the financial stress and the financial pressure off of life, which in my opinion, financial stress is one of the worst types of stress. You know, dealt with debt collectors calling me 20 times a day, and it's, it's not fun. So setting targets and not being like, oh, hey, I had a good month, so I'm going to coast now. Because one good month doesn't mean you're going to have two good months. One good month, then you coast, means you might have one bad month or two bad months or three bad months, and now you're starting over constantly. So showing up, being consistent. So people might ask, in a sales role, what should they be doing? 
So what should they be doing? I think one thing, show up. That's the key. Show up every day. Second thing is, what do I need to do to get really good at, at sharpening my skill set? That would be things like scripts and role play. So what are my scripts? What are the conversations? If my, my job is uh, reliant on making a lot of phone calls and talking to a lot of people, I need to start practicing getting really good at having conversations. If my job is meeting face-to-face -face with people and, and, and talking them into buying my product, I need to get really good at having those conversations to, to add value. The more valuable we can become in, in a sales world, you, you have increased your value by knowing what to say and getting really good at it. You have to say it and have enough people to say it to and say it enough times. I think that right there is probably the most important thing we just said, just how valuable you can become because it makes it so much easier. You know, it makes it so you're more efficient. You don't have to work as hard if you're extremely good. You know, say when you're a brand new agent and you're horrible at scripts and you're calling a ton of people, it might take you, you know, 500 people to talk to or even 1,000 people to talk to in the very beginning to get one appointment mm -hmm. versus, hey, you practice those scripts all the time. You, you work on getting better yourself and it might take you, you know, 50 contacts then. Yeah. So you're so much more efficient. It's way easier to get the results you're looking for. And I think so many people, I even did it one time, overlook that and just say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do the work. Yeah. But like, yes, it's great to do the work, but why don't you focus on taking a step back and figuring out how can I make myself better? Because the more you make yourself better, easier everything gets. Exactly. 100%. And then, <laughs> scripts are everything. If you're in a sales role, you have to be a good, uh, good at scripting. You have to master your scripts. And what do people say, though, when they join or they get into an industry and they have to learn scripts? doesn't sound like me. Doesn't, I just don't like scripts. It doesn't sound yes. like me. Yeah, it's not supposed to sound like you. It's supposed to sound like a successful person. So what happens, though, when people don't want to master scripts and they're like, well, I just, you know, I, I want to put my own style on it. Then what happens? They get into the scripting. They haven't mastered the script verbatim and they want to do it their own way. And then what pops up? Uh... Um, mm -hmm. well, um, um, yeah, um, so if you were to sell a house, um, would you, uh, um, now all of a sudden, there's no practice involved. So yeah. even, even if they have their own script, they never practice it. So exactly. what's the good? Because when it approaches the objection or whatever the complaint is that the customer prospect has, mm -hmm. they're lost because yeah. they never practice. Never like practice. And they wanted to do it their own way. And now the confidence isn't there. The value is not there. The seller or buyer is like, this person doesn't know what they're doing. And that's when all those uncertainty questions come out. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been in the industry? How old are you? You're a young guy, yep. Joe. You look young. That doesn't come up anymore. It came up in the beginning when people when you didn't know what you were doing. 100%. How old are you, Joe? How long have you been doing this? Now it's you're 22. 23? 23. Yeah. old. 23. And <laughs> that conversation never comes up anymore. Because Joe is at, and it didn't come up when he was 21 either, or even 20. Because he mastered his scripts, he mastered his craft. I shouldn't even say master, because we can always get better. You're all, yeah, always getting Always better. improving, always getting better. That's why we still practice to this day. We've been through, we have a 300-page script book. We've been through that thing hundreds of times, and we continue to do it every single day because you can always improve. Same thing like for a real estate agent, a listing presentation. When I was in one of the listing presentations back in the day, I would go on a presentation, and I wouldn't get it because I was taught to get into rapport. So get into rapport, get into rapport, get into rapport. What you miss, though, in that is that sellers aren't hiring you for you to be their friend. They're hiring you because they see you as an expense and they want to know that you can get the job done. So me just going there and being a nice job, nice guy and getting into rapport and they like me, but then they hire somebody else. And I would never ask for the sale. I would just say, let me know. So when I started losing enough, I'd go on, to your point, Joe, I'd go on 10 appointments and I would lose all of them. And I'd be like, okay, well, obviously I'm terrible. <laughs> yes. Like they like me, or at least I thought they did. So I would start calling and having a conversation. Totally understand you'd hire someone else out of curiosity. What did they say differently that I didn't say that 
you know, convince you to sign with them. Oh, well, they said they would do this or this, so I would add it into my presentation. When I started to learn that it was all about value and showing them confidence that I could get the job done and not about being friends with them, that's when I started to convert more. My conversions went from 10% or 0% to 90%. So to your point, the more we practice and the better we get, now all of a sudden, I don't have to go on 100 appointments to sell 30 houses. I can go on 30 appointments, or I can go on 40 appointments to sell 30 houses. If my goal is to sell 100 houses in the year, I have to maybe only go on 120 or 130 appointments, and I can take 80, 90% of the appointments that I go on and get those properties sold because I've increased my value. I didn't do anything different. I was still going on the same appointments. I just got much better at it because I practiced. Most people don't practice. And then you're, and for that matter, you're getting paid a lot more per hour because you're doing yeah. so much less work and making way more money than you were before. Exactly. And that's the, what most people miss is how do I increase my dollar per hour to as high as I can get it? Where I never have to worry about, oh, I can make $17 an hour doing this. Or I can focus on, because that's where people split focus, how we mentioned earlier. A lot of people retreat from an activity perspective and go settle for a part-time job to cover bills, which I get it. I've been in those situations too where you need money to survive. And if I just put more effort into my main focus, my main job, instead of worrying about my side hustle right now, instead of $17 or $20 an hour or $25 an hour, how do I go make $250 an hour or $2,000 an hour or $2,500 an hour? And it's all possible. Yes, and it happens so much faster too when you just put 100% of your focus on one thing versus, like Michael said, 50-50, yeah. where you're you know, one foot in the door, one foot out the door. You're literally just delaying the process. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, it's obvious that you're already impatient with you know, how long it's taking, and you're just delaying how long you're going to see that success for. So you know, say you get started a month in, you've been there for the organization for two, three months, and you haven't made any money yet, or you've made maybe a couple thousand dollars, and you're getting frustrated. So you say, oh, I'm going to go get a part-time job. You get that part-time job making you know, let's just call it $15 an hour. And then you, all of a sudden your business starts to slow down, but you have that other money coming in. So you're starting to get comfortable. However, if you would have just stuck with your one job three months later, you could have been making five, $6,000 a month and never had to look back. Exactly. But that's what most people don't see. They don't have the, you know, the foresight to see that moving forward that, Hey, if I just stick with this two more months and can just figure out a way to make things work, this will be a long-term goal that, I can turn it into a career. Exactly. People lose sight of, of why they got into it. And they start focusing on, oh, God, I have to pay this bill. I have to do this. I have to do that. Rather than if I keep pushing forward. And that's what I used to look at, too, because I've been there, too, when I was new in the industry that wanted to quit. Things are tough. Things are tough. You have to focus on what have I accomplished so far. So if I've been in this for two months, do I have any clients? If the answer is no, how many people have added to my database? If the answer is very little, I know I need to increase my activity. I need to work on my scripting. I need to start talking to people to help me. Then I need to figure out how I can start adding more people to my database. Or there's always ways to, to look at this. Or let's say I get in here. I'm adding a lot of people in my database because I'm having conversations. I'm setting appointments and I'm working with clients. Well, now I need to figure out how to get them houses and get them sold. I need, might need to know how to price the house correctly. If I'm going on a ton of appointments and getting no one to sign up for me, I know it's an appointment conversion problem. I need to put more focus on that. So wherever you're at, it's just figuring out where do I need to put more focus and attention on and how do I need to get better in that space so I can go close more business and make more money? It's not, I'm going to go settle for a part-time job right now, which will probably turn into a full-time job, which will probably turn into you not hitting your income goal, which will turn into you not being happy in life. 80% of people, over 80% of people go to jobs that they hate. That's a terrible, that's a scary thing. You're going to spend the bulk of your, we spend the bulk of our lives at work, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Eight, ten hours a day, you know, 
know, 24 hours a day, you sleep eight, you're spending a third of your life, give or take, at work, and you're going to go someplace that you hate. Why? When you have the potential to go do something you love or enjoy, you just have to be focused and committed. And most people won't make it in a lot of these sales careers because they won't commit and they'll sell for doing something they hate every single day. That to me sounds way worse than trying to show up here, learn some scripts, go on appointments and have a really good career. And think about it too. If you're, you know, whether you're in car sales, insurance, real estate, any type of sales, and say, you know, you maybe don't want to do it long term. Maybe you just want to do it for five, ten years, and then, you know, start your own business or do something. Which that's great because sales is a great way to, you know, project you, you know, to get the income and have the capital to do whatever you want to do. But think about this: if you quit, you know, those first three months, six months, a year you're probably going to quit everything else you do moving Absolutely. forward. So you're literally just building the habit of starting something, quitting and looking for another shiny object, which that's what so many people do. We've seen it here on our team where there's several people that say, Oh, I want to have a great business. I, I promise I'm going to stick with it. They quit, they go somewhere else. Now we look at them two years later and they've been to uh, 10 plus other places where yeah. they've tried to work and it didn't work out. And they just keep hopping from job to job to job and they never build any traction and never build, you know, a career or even a business for that matter. Yeah, you don't want to be the person that just shiny object to shiny object. Oh, I tried this. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. I dipped my toes in. I was kind of committed. When you move into a sales role, especially 100% commission, any job you move into, honestly, not even sales, you have to be 100% committed. Yes, you have to buy the process. You have to buy the process and know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed from a legal, ethical, moral standpoint. I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed in this role. I'm going to show up. I'm going to, if I have to read books to learn more, I'm going to read the books. If I have to study scripts, I'm going to study scripts. If I have to master scripts, I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed. can't be like, well, I'm going to give it a shot. I'll give it three months. If it doesn't work out, I'll go somewhere else. You're not committed. You already have a backup plan. You're already saying that if it doesn't work out in three months, I'm going to go do this. It's I'm going to do whatever I have to do to succeed in this role. And those are the people that make it in this industry, in any industry for that matter. The people that kind of say, well, I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't work. You know, I'll kind of show up. Well, <laughs> can I work three days a week? Can I come in the office three days a week and practice? You're not going to make it. Let's be honest. This industry is hard enough. A sales industry in general is hard enough. If you're not 100% committed, you're not going to make it. If you want to work a couple days a week, oh, I like the flexibility. Yeah, no shit. We all do. And go make a ton of money, and you can pay and leverage a lot of people to have a lot of flexibility. right? But you're not going to have it in day one. Don't worry about the flexibility in day one. Worry about, I need to focus on hitting my income goals. That's what I did back in the day. It was like, hey, how do I get out of debt? That was my big why. What are your reasons for why you want to make an income? For me, I don't want to be on a, a first-name basis with debt collectors anymore. How do I go make an income target that can help me get out of the situation that I'm in? And that's all I focus on and that's all I cared about. It's like, how do I go get five grand this month? What do I need to do? Who do I need to call? This, 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 just urgency, right? Lead pops up. I'm going to call that lead of you. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll give them a call here after I do this. Oh, let me eat my sandwich real quick and then I'll call the, call the lead now. Urgency. That's yes. what you lack. Yes. That's what a lot of people lack, too. They're just like, well, they're too casual. I'll get to it later. Yeah. Yes. And well, later I'll, never well, comes. Yeah, I'll give them a call. Let me uh, let me make this call real quick. And I'll call. call the fucking lead now. <laughs> yes. Like right? Your life like, depends on it. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what it's going to take in a sales role is urgency. You've got to get on it. you got to be on it. you got to just, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? I'm showing up. I'm showing up. I'm scripting. I'm doing this. I'm calling. Who am I going to call? How can I go sell a house? Like, what do I need to do to get in front of more people? That's the kind of urgency it takes for people to see. Not this casual, like, well, yeah. I'll show up. I'll do some scripts. Yeah, man, sounds good. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. I want to hit my income goal. Can I make a hundred grand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, and then the next day you show up at ten o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had for a really two good hours. Day yesterday. Yeah. I had a guy one time, long time ago, that was in my office, and he he had said that like we had a we set down a plan for him to to just show up, start doing some scripts, doing the doing the activity you're supposed to do to succeed. 
had one good day. Next day, he shows up about 10.30, just what you just said there. Well, I feel like I had such a good day yesterday that I kind of, I deserved a, a little bit of a break. Like, let's be honest. Like, come on. One day, go work for six months straight and then take a break. Yes. Like, that's what it's going to take, though, and that's the mindset and the mentality and the urgency you have to have if you want to make it in this industry. It's not this casual, like, well, when I get to it, I get to it. Hope isn't a strategy. It's what can I focus on today? I need to get good at my scripting and know what to say. I need to have people to say it to. So I need a lead source. I need a lead source of people that I can talk to. And I need to say it enough times with people. And if you do that, you're going to start pushing your business forward. And if you don't, you're going to be one of the people that fall into the pack of the, of the high percentage of people that quit after their first year because they didn't hit anything before they wanted to. And I, just like you said, push your business forward. So just think about it every single day. How can you push your business forward an inch or even a centimeter for that matter? Because at the beginning, that's all that really matters. You're just building momentum so you can get the thing off the ground. Um, so, Michael, question for you. How long have you been in real estate for real estate so, sales? I was in sales for about – I've been out for a handful of years now, but I was in for over a decade. Okay. So how long did your life suck when you were in real estate sales? So the first five years. First so five 23 years. to 28. And here's why. I joined a company, 23 years old, joined a brokerage, and basically I didn't – what they taught – it was, it was sit at the front desk and answer phones and hold open houses. So I would sit there and, and wait for phones, person next to me playing video games, no scripting. On, on Even if somebody did call in, I had no way to convert them, but I didn't yes. know what to do. All right? I was a young kid. I was just like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. And then I'd hold an open house. I'd put one sign out. Nobody would show up. And I'd be like, well, this doesn't work. So I started into flipping houses. Well, then fast forward about five years, I was buying rentals, flipping houses, and then um, wasn't making a lot of income, though. Because I was, I was generating wealth by buying assets, by using loans and other people's money to help me buy that stuff. So I didn't have a lot of income, so I struggled, falling behind on student loans, credit cards, all that. By the time I was 28, I was basically like, this is crazy. Like, I can't, although I was setting myself up for today, which I'm glad in a sense I did that, yes. but I did it all backward. What I teach people now is go focus on creating income and then use that income to buy things that will provide wealth for you, create wealth. So I did it backward. So at 28, then I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out of this situation. By the time I was 29, I was out of the situation because I focused on my real estate sales. I needed like 3.8 million in my first year, but I made enough to get caught up on all of my debt, to get caught up on my credit cards, to get caught up on my student loans. Next year, I had almost all of that debt paid out: 104 grand student loans, 12 grand in credit cards, 11 or 12 grand. I had almost that paid out off in year two. So after that first year, you never had to look back. You were pretty back. much good financially. Yeah. Yep. Since then, one year I would call it two years because I feel like on month 18 is where I had a. Um, like a 50k month in commissions or something that was 18 months in so prior to that working 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 making money and keep in mind too as a solo real estate agent you've got a lot of expense too so if you think about it you're gonna have 30 to 48 percent that's gonna come out in expenses you know photography this and that listing all that stuff so i was making money where i was caught up and then the next year is where it really that was kind of my breakthrough i remember august of 2012 was like that was the first month where i was like i can do this Made a ton of money, more money than I could ever imagine. What's funny too is like all the times I wanted to quit in that first year, I wanted a 50k a year job because that would have solved my problem. Because right? like in the first few months of that first year, they were really difficult. First, I'd say four or five, six months. I wanted to quit. My dad convinced me to stick with it. I was like, just go get a job, make a 50 grand. My life would be great. Well, then you hit that in one month, and it's like, well, shit, if I did it once, why can't I do it twice? Right? And then from there, your confidence, because that's the greatest value in all of this is. Once you establish and become a person that's a high achiever and that's a high income earner, 
it's not about the money. It's about the skills you develop and the confidence and the courage and the know-how and knowing that if all this went away today, I could go do it again. And that, for me, is like the greatest value. So it's sticking with it and not just giving it a month, two months, three months, which I understand it's tough because I was there too. Oh, it's so hard. My life's so hard. I want to quit. But if you stick with it and keep doing the right activities, you're going to have a breakthrough and your life's going to get a lot better. That's awesome. So two years pretty much two years, investment yeah. to have financial freedom for the rest of your life. Yeah. And a commitment to never stop. So like even today, even though I don't go on sales barns, I still script, but we script practice this morning. We script every single day because you never know. You might have to step back in. You might have to, how do you continue to get better and just never stop? Like, oh, no, I did it. Like we have people too that will be like, well, I already tested on that. I already know that script. Well, yeah, and do it again. Let's keep getting better. You know, people say practice makes perfect. It doesn't. Practice makes progress. We're never going to be perfect at something. We need to keep getting better every single day. When we talked about it too at the beginning, you need to look, when you're a brand new agent, you need to look for models. You need to be be that model as time goes on. And But to be that model, you have to keep getting better absolutely. so you can be that model for others. You're absolutely right. I agree with that. And that's why lead by example, right? If, if, if what I preach is to show up, so if I'm not showing up, why should anybody else show up? So it's not enough if you want to be a leader because your, your role could evolve. Like in, in the beginning, you have to you have to prove you can do it. All right, then you have to teach others how to do it. Then you have others teach others how to do it. And that's how you really build leadership as well. And you can't just say, well, I made it. I'm good. Because the second you say that, you start to fall. You start to yes, you fall off. Your business starts to fall off. You stop being creative and thinking about new ways to grow your business and to expand your business because all of a sudden you're comfortable. You know, if we hit an income goal and we're like, oh, I'm good. My money's good. Well, then what? You have to have bigger. And that's why I'm so big on setting bigger targets for myself as well. And most people, they focus on, well, I didn't do it in three months, so I'm going to quit. Don't worry about it. Are you making progress? And if are you making progress, all we need to do now is increase the activity. We need to increase the number of people. We might need to up the urgency. Let's keep focusing on how we can keep moving forward. To your point, every single day, how do I get a little bit better? And if you focus on that, you're going to keep pushing forward. You're going to have a breakthrough where the money's going to start to come. The pressure of life is going to get a lot easier because all of a sudden you're not going to have all these financial burdens. Like we talked to so many people getting into real estate that money is a big issue. That's why I laugh when people say money's not important. Every person that comes in here that has a financial issue, they're stressed out of their mind, money's very important. And it's okay that we talk about money because money, and the other thing too, money changes people. We're going on a tangent here, but money doesn't change people, it reveals people. If you're a good person without it, you're going to be a really good person with it. If you're a bad person without it, you're going to be a bad person with it. So don't worry about money changing you and this and that. Go make it and then go be a really good person with it. And don't worry about, oh, well, what do my friends think? Who gives a shit? Go make as much money as you can. Any other thoughts on that? No, no. I went a little off track, but yeah, I, I, I think yeah. we, covered, we covered it very well. And so to wrap it all up, if you're a new agent, stick with it. Or any sales, for that matter, stick with it. And if you're not seeing the success like we talked about, one of two things you're probably not doing. You're not working hard enough or you're not putting enough value into yourself to provide to the marketplace. Exactly. When you get to that pivotal point, especially if you're new, you're excited when you start, how we mentioned – Life starts to set in, reality starts to set in. Now it's like, oh, you're at a pivotal point where it's retract, retreat, or lean into it and push harder. That's what you need to do. And if you're in an environment where you're not learning, where you're not growing, like like that's where, when I started back in the day, I felt like I wasn't in an environment where there was a lot of high-achieving people. There was nobody really to model. And that's why I got out of it. But that's what I'm constantly looking for. And that's what I did it when I, in 2011, I started focusing on people that were successful in the company that I was in, asking them questions, modeling behaviors after them. What were they doing? They were showing up. What kind of things do they work on? How do they build their business? Focus on that stuff and learn that from other people 
that's the fastest way you can get through this. Take more action, talk to more people, plug in yourself, create more value for yourself, and life's going to be good. The sky's the limit. That's it for today. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.